Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at copychief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Hey, welcome back to Copy Chief Radio. Great episode today, all about the voice of your copy. This is a topic we've explored a little bit in the past, but it's one of those topics that will be forever explorable, will always be understanding better how to nail the voice of our copy. And this is super relevant whether you're a freelancer writing for your client, really needing to capture their voice, or you're somebody looking to stand out in the marketplace for your own products. Super critical that you have a distinct voice that cuts through the noise and draws in your best prospect. Our guest today, Jody Rainsford. Jody's a great friend and very well-known, very accomplished copywriter. He's also the guy in charge of the blog at Copy Chief. So a little tip of the hat to Jody if you've enjoyed the quality of the articles that you read uh, in Copy Chief. It's not only because we have great contributors, it's because they go through Jody's filter, all his great experience and wisdom as a journalist. And all that really sets him up to be a, a, an expert on voice. So Jody, thanks for being on today and covering this this complex topic with us. Well, thank you very much for that introduction. That was that was very welcome. I do appreciate it. I can't I can't take complete credit for the quality of the blogs. I mean, I I I do a few finishing touches, but the uh, the quality is is superb that we get. And I would I would suggest that we probably have some of the uh, if not the best content specifically on direct response copywriting than uh, than any other. Uh, website, yeah. forum, or a resource out I there. I would agree. Thank you. Yeah. I, and, you know, I think what makes it special is that it's such a variety of topics we cover and from lots of different voices and, and right, people with different perspectives. So, so it's always relevant, but I think it's always a little surprising, too. And, you know, shout out to Scott McKinstry, who's been our, our columnist on Story Cells for years now and just ugh, top shelf. He, I think he kind of sets the bar for us in a lot of ways. His stuff's good. I don't. I don't know how he cranks it out so often. Oh, I feel like he's. I, I. I like to think that he's like, at the end of a month, he's you know writhing in a corner, desperate to come up with an <laughs> idea, and it, we really, really squeeze that little bit extra out of him. He does it in another month. He's like, please, please no, let's have a break. But no, he does it. He, he performs. He performs every month. It's in, it's impressive stuff. Yeah, it makes him feel effortless. Yeah. Uh, so all right, let's talk about voice then. You know. Man, it's it's a complex topic, and it's again so one we'll just be studying forever. But let's talk about first why is it so critical? Why does it matter so much? I always think of voice as something that creates a sense of place. Where you, there's a, there's a lot of content, like in, in your in your particular sector or your particular particular field, there's there's only so much new content that you can share with people or, or new approach a new perspective you do and so a real point of differentiation is the is the way that you speak about it the tone of voice that you take um, and so it's about creating identity and uh, I always I like to use the analogy and, and tell me whether this is a terrible analogy or not but it's about creating a sense of place and so like when you when you go into for example you want to go out for dinner and you go into you know one of those sort of traditional Italian trattorias, and you know, and they greet you, you know, in that traditional Italian way. Uh, you know, speak in Italian with you. You have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, welcome you with that sort of, that that really homely thing. You know, mm -hmm. talking about the recipe that their mama's been cooking. You know, uh, for for hundreds of years. And 
and you get that sense of something very, very unique happening in that place. And you'd only get that experience in that place. And so you know where you are, you know exactly where you are. Yeah. Whereas if you, if you say like most, most copy, I think we would say, most emails that you get from, from marketers and uh, it's pretty bland. It's like walking into a subway. You could be anywhere in the world and walk into a subway and it, you know, it's like you get the same, the same experience. It looks the same, it feels the same. And, and that's really the difference between it. It's about, it's about creating a, a sense of place that you can like stamp your identity on it and, and, and make that connection with your audience in a, in a way that you wouldn't be able to yeah. um, with, with the content you've got. That's great, it's actually a really great analogy, especially with, with the Italian restaurants. That's such a distinct feeling. It also makes me think of the difference between, say, going to see an, an artist who's been around forever and built his following, like a Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. It's, it's very communal experience and it's all about the voice of his songs, right? And his characters yeah. compared yeah. to like, if you go to an open jam at a blues club, you'll see amazing moments that could probably never happen other way, but it's not going to have one voice going throughout it. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be hit and miss. So, yeah. And, and, that, and that's the essential element about the connection is about creating, you know, it's almost like creating, when we talk about creating a tribe and talk about creating a community. And we, and that's the sort of thing, not to not to self-promote Copy Chief here, but, that, but that's the sort of thing, we, you know, that we, we've done with, with Copy Chief and with the, with the content on Copy Chief, that it all feels like it, it comes from the same place. It all feels as though there's a, there's a sort of a community and a tribal element to it and the connections there because everyone has that, has that, has the sort of the same tone of voice that, that connects it. And that's, and that, you know, and, and it's no coincidence that, you know, Abby in, in her podcast, you know, gave, uh, you know, a fantastic rundown of, of, of the importance of voice because, you know, when we, when we work on uh, newspapers and magazines, you know, yeah. the, it's, it's basically the glue that holds all of that content together. And if you're, if you're a business that has a lot of content and copy, then, you know, the, the tone of tone of voice is really the only thing that, that can connect it all. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Abby Woodcock, who is, uh, taken on the challenge of, of really nailing voice. And she, she goes as far as to create style guides for her clients. People now hire her specifically just to nail the voice of their content and so that they can bring on other writers and give them kind of a, a guide for for getting their voice correct. It's so hard for copywriters or, or the, you know, experts to let go of the copy because of that voice. It's really hard thing to trust other people with. Yeah, it is. It is, and you know, it's something that I do now as well with with clients. I create almost like a small, a small a tone of voice guide. Partly because you know you need it in order to be able to, to to write it, but also because it gives them almost that security that you've you've made that, that attempt to connect their voice with you know with the copy that you're writing. Yeah, it's it's, it's a difficult step. I think you know I think you made a comment once that one of the most difficult, uh, one of the biggest obstacles people had and marketers had about handing was the fact that you know, people can say they wouldn't get their, their voice right. right. Yeah, beyond when I survey people and say, if, you, if you've thought to hire a copywriter but hesitated, why is that? And voice is like the second reason they give after like price and thinking they can't afford it or don't know what it costs. They're just really concerned about handing over their voice like that. They're, they're, pretty, they're convinced that what they get back is not going to be in line enough with, with you know. So this is really a... A critical issue for freelancers, if, if nothing else, certainly every expert could use to dial in their voice even stronger for themselves. But for a freelancer, man, if you focus on this and make it part of your 
specialty to, you know, pride yourself on nailing someone's voice, that'll really help you stand out and with a higher class of client because uh, you have to be at a certain place in your marketing and in your career for your voice to matter that much, frankly, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's like a big issue though with, with tone of voice. And I think there's a lot of misinformation and sort of mistakes that people make with it. Mm. Uh, and it's mainly, you know, pushed by people who are, who are talking about... This is this is a two hour long podcast, isn't it? Because I'm going to start I'm going to start talking about the thing that really really bugs me. That could, <laughs> could, yeah, could, <laughs> this could easily be a four parter, yeah. But. I know, the authenticity. Ah, I don't know. Yes. I don't know what your views are on on inverted quote authenticity, <laughs> and uh, and how you know and this this whole term about finding your authentic voice and as if it's some sort of way of you know if you if you reveal, you know, everything about yourself and you tell your story, somehow people are going to be like, you know, wildly connected to you in some way. And what I, what I fundamentally don't understand about that is that how come you can write copy and, and, and the rules of copy are that it's all about your audience. Yet when it comes to voice, all of a sudden that changes and it becomes all about, all about you. You know, how, why is it, you know, the way that you speak is about, you know, what you want to say rather than about what your audience wants to hear. And that, that's the thing that really annoys me. And the other thing that really annoys me is that the, P, the, the, the exact individuals whose names I won't name, but I have very, them very clearly in my mind, um, who, who talk about authenticity the most, are the ones who are the most inauthentic. You know, they're the ones that who you, you, you know, they'll, they'll be walking along a beach telling you how, you know, how they, 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 they kick their shoes off in the sand and they're, uh, you know, they're just you know gazing out into the sunset and everything. You're just like this is su- this is such a setup. It's the most inauthentic thing I can I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. you just, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's not and it and it's all it's completely self indulgent. It's not talking about your audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think about authenticity, I think about you know Brené Brown's uh, definition. And if um if you're if you're listed this and you haven't seen her uh, TED talk, which is about you know being authentic and, that, and that's about being vulnerable. And there is real value in that. But I, I can't remember the le- the last you know internet marketer who who was you know vulnerable about the last ten dollars they had or the last you know last time they slept on a couch or you know sleeping in the back of the car you know how how much of that is actually you know designed to make a real connection with 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 that audience yeah and it's not it's you know and that's not about being vulnerable that's about telling stories to help them sell and people can see right right through it yeah yeah Um, so authenticity isn't actually what you're gonna what you're supposed to strive for um, the audience doesn't really care that whether you're authentic or not. What they're what they're looking for is that you're showing that you care, and and they're looking, you know, they're they're looking basically for personality. They want to connect with a personality, and so, you know, all this talk about authenticity is 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 like a, a sort of a misnomer. Yeah, it's like that great saying: nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a little cheesy, but it's 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 really effective and it's true. It's like, I guess so. The answer to that is that you'll know, right? If you're, the, the bad version of authenticity is like you're going to decide, we need to make a video that shows how authentic I am. <laughs> because yeah, no, it absolutely. should be happening anyway if you're truly authentic, right? But, yeah, but if like how many, how many like marketers are really gonna show like the pain they're going through and really gonna show, you know, the, the fact that, oh, you know, this, this, didn't, this didn't succeed. You know, if, if we want to talk about true authenticity, it's that level of vulnerability and people aren't gonna do that. And, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have to do that, nor should they do that. That's not, that's not what's important. What's mm. important is thinking about the relationship with your, 
with your read and you know that's where that's where abby's you know uh, different like personas come in you know how how do you want to speak to them because i think because the other aspect of this is 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 about uniqueness um and people always think they have to have like a unique voice and uh you know and this is like the big thing that um I think the the quote is "You're not special. You're not a beautiful and unique snowflake." That's your, <laughs> which are the, you know from uh, from Fight Club. That your voice isn't unique. You know, you you think that your voice is like incredibly you know, different, but actually most people's voices are exactly the same. There's probably a handful of people who who have a voice that that you know. It, most most speech comes down to about a hundred active words, mm. and so. What that means is that the things that differentiate you from someone else probably comes down to an even smaller handful of, of, of vocabulary that you have. And so the real key to, to writing in someone's voice and nailing someone's voice, including your own, is to work out what that small amount of vocabulary is Interesting. that differentiates your, your speech from someone else's. So that's, in, okay, so you're saying if you first recognize that what you're starting with probably isn't so unique you can actually apply a process to make it feel more unique absolutely yeah. absolutely most people most people will write say this is a really hard thing to tell a client <laughs> this is you know, this is one of those things you go actually you don't have a unique voice in any way you speak like everyone else but what you but the, but the, but the thing that the, the difference that makes us uh, that me uh, speak differently with you we we use you know 95 probably you know more than that percent of our speech is exactly using exactly the same words there's probably a small amount Mm. That that we're using that people will know. Ah, oh, that's Kevin. That's I, I can hear that's Kevin, or I can hear that's Jody. And it's the sort of words you know when you're having like conversations with your friends, and you know they picking out words that you know that only you would use. They, but this the, the thing about this is it doesn't make this process simple. This makes this process even harder because you've got to find those words. Right. Um, and that's it. And so you know that that that's that that's the real difficulty with this. So actually, even though you know that you're using um, a very similar vocabulary to someone else. You have to discover the words, the phrases, the the idioms that make what you're saying different, and yeah. and and which, which are associated with you. Yeah, I think you said in your article that it's stop focusing on unique and focus on strong, right? Yeah, that should yeah that should be the end. But that's what that's what people want. They want they want a strong voice, and they mm-hmm. want to feel like there's a, a a strong personality coming out because that's what that's what people will gravitate towards. You know, the, the, you know, ambivalence, and it's a combination of like having the confidence in the voice and having that vocabulary. I mean, like, if you think about the best marketers, they use very, like, very simple language, very simple. You know, their copy is really simple, but you can tell who they are because they've owned certain words and they've they've made that vocabulary part of part of you know their their suite of of what makes them makes them different. You know, like, you know, if I said to you. Uh, you know, a marketer who, who who likes tacos, you know, <laughs> you know, or, or or you know, gurus. Like they they they've created they've created word they've used words to basically <laughs> differentiate themselves in you know, in in a most incredible way, and it's so simple, but you know exactly who we're talking about. Right. So I don't know when I hear taco, it may, <laughs> it, it suddenly makes me. It's the only time I've ever thought about a taco and not wanted one. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think what we've really uncovered here is a British guru should never associate themselves with tacos. Tacos, sorry. Yeah, it doesn't really work, does it? I don't, that's the problem. But, I mean, the great, the great thing about copy is that people don't have to hear my voice. And so, <laughs> but actually, this goes, this goes back to the authenticity thing. If it does, I, it does. If, be, I, if I write, if yeah. I, because people say, you know, when I read your stuff, I hear your voice. Mm -hmm. And that's to do with the strength of voice. That's mm -hmm. nothing to do with me being all unique or authentic. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I wrote like I speak, my emails would be even longer. I mean, I would be, I'm not as good speaking as I am writing. I, I, I fully acknowledge that. So actually, there's not, there's not a huge amount of authenticity mm -hmm. in, in, in the way that I you know, write in my voice, because actually it's not, I, I go all over the place on tangents and all sort of thing. If I did that in my copy, I see. Then, you know, people wouldn't write. So right. actually, it's not, about, it's not about being authentic it's about writing what your what your reader wants to hear, and it's and it's the strength of voice. Yeah, because the meaning behind it that shines through, right? It, it's in it's the it's the intent of it. I think that shines through, even if all the words aren't perfect. And yeah, and, and like one of the one of the things that um, that I do with it with the with the sort of tone of voice guide is that it's it's about you know setting out a position, um, setting out positions that you have. Who are you? You know, are we you know. This is love. I, I love this whole area of like uh, villains. You know, who are your villains? What do you stand for? What do you stand against? And actually, it's not it's not so much the way those words are formed. It's it's who you're against, and it's it's about getting your audience to know uh, and, and connect with you in that way. And that's how you know. And it, and if you can you know go the extra mile of of creating your your own phrases and your own words um, that stand for the, the you know the villains of, of the piece and and, and the you know the uh, the lightning rod. Around which to you know form the opinion of your of your tribe, yeah. then that's 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 when you're like you're you're really you know you're you're you know really on like solid robust ground in terms of getting your voice sorted. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I talk about the I had this kind of theory I've been playing with where there's th three different levels for influencers. There's there's teach, then then there's reach, and then there's preach. Right. So. Yeah. The first thing you need to do, I, I believe, you know, I'm always preaching this, is teaching. ABT, always be teaching because it just makes it so easy to come up with content. We all have something special to teach. And it's yeah. special because it's coming straight from us, even though it may seem it's been taught before. And so that's uh, first level. And then it's about expanding your reach. And now that you've resonated with your teaching, let's reach more people, right? And, but then in the... The higher level, a little more rarefied air is is the preacher. When you're actually able to preach, and, I, and how I define a preacher is someone who, when you a topic comes up, you say in your mind, "Oh, I would love to hear what blank says about this," or I know, you know, if if blank was here, they would say this. Yeah, right? absolutely. They, yeah, they've, they've done so well in establishing their voice and their point of view on things. I think of Ben Settle. I also think of even Colin Terrio, right? Like yeah. Th these, are, these are preachers who are really great at getting people stirred up and, you know, they have a, a special knack and in, in, in 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 an advanced skill for that. And, and so that's uh, kind of in line with what you're saying. Like that, that's, that's the, kind of the goal at the end of the day if you really want to stand out in the market. Yeah, it's all it's all about the strength strength of the personality, the strength of the voice, and it and it's the confidence of it. And when you are when you're writing confidently, um, and you're confident in your position, and you're confident of what your audience your audience is rallying around, what your audience needs, you know, it always comes back to knowing your market. 
it always comes back to that. And uh, when you're when you know how to how to speak to them in, in confident terms and ways in which they'll respond, then there's there's nothing other that you know no other thing that has that power yeah. um, to to connect them because you you know it's not you don't have the you know you're not a sales uh, a one-to-one salesperson in, in this situation. Tone of voice does has to do that role for you. You, right. you know it has to be the equivalent of of the shake of the hand and the look in the eye and you know all of those all of those elements that, that you know make one-to-one sales work so so well or, or or someone standing on stage or someone you know advising someone um, you know at, 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 a, at a lectern and so it has to it has to convey all those things and that and there's only really one way you can do that and that is through through sort of confidence in in the, in the tone of your copy. Yeah, and it, it's it is something to be developed. It, it doesn't just occur naturally, and it's it's a great point. All right, so uh, tone of voice guide is where people go. What are they going to find there, Jody? So if you go to toneofvoiceguide.com, what I've, I've created a uh, comprehensive guide to uh, writing the ultimate tone of voice, and, and it, it covers some of the things we talked about, including how to think about your audience, how to you know find that vocabulary. Um, and how to actually go through the process of creating, you know, finding finding those those phrases that are, are useful to you and, and creating ones which um, may be relevant to your audience. And and there's another element to it as well is that you know it's just tone of voice isn't just about marketing. It's also you know really good tone of voice if you're a business mm. flows all the way down from your marketing. But you know it's also in the customer service support, customer service. Um, it's in um, you know the way you speak to your customers afterwards. It's in the way that you you know talk about your business and within your business as well so really good customer service done well mm. through, a, through a sort of tone of voice guide and, and expanding on that is um, has, has the power to, uh, to to sort of connect an organization as well very cool all right so and also there'll be an accompanying article here on copychief.com and if you love it it's because of jody 100 percent this time <laughs> yes it is it's not i'm not i'm not i'm not standing on the shoulders of giants <laughs> so uh Awesome. Toneofvoiceguide.com. Jody Rainsford, thank you for being here with us, brother. We'll do it again soon. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.